0: If you're a fan of traveling, you are in the right place. Robin Carey Stewart here from the Creating Magic Vacation Studio in beautiful St. Petersburg, Florida. Welcome to Travel Talk Weekly. This is episode 94, original air date July 27th, 2021.
1: And this week, a travel warning for those of you thinking about traveling over to the west coast of the USA, plus updated passport information and how we are packing for Europe.
0: And a quick happy birthday to my bride. Her birthday was July 24th, so we enjoyed a really fun birthday palooza weekend topped off by a trip to Europe later this week.
1: And planning for that trip has definitely gotten really crazy, and we do this for a living.
0: And as we're getting ready for our trip, we thought it would be a good idea to remind you of some things to do and
1: know before you go. Plus, what we are packing for our trip and some new things we've tried in preparation.
0: You always got to try some new stuff when you're packing.
1: I know, right? Things change. I think we're all a little out of practice for these types of trips. I think we're very much out of practice. It's been too long.
0: (laughs) So, here's a quick PSA I saw a friend of mine post, and this is a flying tip. Like us, many of you are going to wear a backpack of some type, and many of you have not flown for over a year. Please take off your backpack and set it down in your seat or under the seat in front of you before you put things in the overhead bin. I see it all the time. People don't realize that they have a backpack on and they turn to do something and smack someone in the face. And usually that face is mine. If you've ever flown, you have absolutely seen this. Also, if you're seated in the back of the plane, don't run up the aisle to get in front of people. That's just bad manners.
1: Yeah, there is an order of operations when getting on the plane and off the plane. So for those of you that are not already following us on Facebook and Instagram, make sure you are. It's just at Travel Talk Weekly, and this is where we will be posting information about our trip while we're on our trip from Greece to Egypt, and we're going to try to go live a couple times on those platforms. And of course, we
0: will document the entire trip from getting on our first flight from Tampa, but also flying business class from the U.S. to Europe. It's only the second time we've done that. The first was a few years ago, and we were doing a video shoot for Lufthansa. Ironically, we're going to fly them again. That was kind of a last-minute change. And the two planes that I'm specifically excited for are the Boeing 777, the 300ER, from Toronto to Athens. And then two segments, Cairo to London and London to Miami, in the 787 Boeing Dreamliner. Lie-flat seats. And private pods. I can't wait.
1: Yeah, but we did get breaking news the other day.
0: We did. So I just got a call on Friday that British Airways canceled our August 13th flight. So now we're going to be spending a night in Cairo. Yes, travel changes still happen and they do happen fast. And I was actually pretty excited to know that we will once again be flying Lufthansa. Through Frankfurt, which is an amazing airport.
1: Once you've ever done business class, and we've gotten upgraded and stuff in the past, but usually for international trips, that doesn't happen. It's only, I think we've only done that once all the way over. But we do recommend if you can upgrade to at least where you have a little more leg room, we highly recommend you do that on your flights. We talked about that on the last show.
0: And this is where having one of those credit cards where you earn points towards airlines. That's
1: where this really pays off. So we have never seen so much change in travel, especially the flights. But at least we're all getting back to having the opportunity to travel. So we just got our Egypt visa approved. And we're going to be having our first of many COVID tests this Friday. I think we're going to set a record. So this trip has been very
0: challenging, to say the least. I would say if it wasn't the maiden voyage of a brand new cruise line... And places we've never been to, we may have waited a little bit for this one.
1: And even as travel agents, this has been tough. First we were going to go on the twenty eighth. That was the original sale date. And then it got switched to August 4th. And even though we knew we would have to take a COVID test, we had no idea how many. And I think right now we're up to a total of about six for this trip.
0: I think they give you one every night at dinner. I know. I'm right? not sure. At this point we I think know. that's what's
1: gonna happen. <laughs> and
0: the timing
1: was I think
0: especially difficult because of the tests and when you had to get them. We could not just go to CVS or Walgreens and wait for the test results because they might not come back in time. So we are paying $150 each out of pocket to get not only the test done, but have the results in about 30 minutes.
1: Good times ahead.
0: As travel agents, we're always making sure we have the latest information for our clients. And for the first time in forever... We're actually recommending to our clients a place not to go, and that is San Francisco.
1: It is, or at least was, a beautiful city the last time we were there. We used to go there a lot.
0: On business, we did.
1: And now it's kind of like a free-for-all for criminals. From multiple sources, though, we are hearing the same thing. Rental cars are being targeted by criminals, not to steal the car, though, but to steal whatever is inside.
0: And tourists are specifically being targeted, but certainly not the only ones. And we've heard incidences of, you know, four, five, six, seven cars in a row having their windows smashed. Again,
1: not just the rental cars and anything inside being stolen. We even know someone whose friends were there and they were just stopping by the wharf for a quick lunch before heading to the airport rental car got broken into, and all of their luggage was stolen.
0: It is sad that we even have to talk about this, but it's also very important for travelers like you to be in the know.
1: Yeah, so if you've been out of practice traveling or you have moved a trip several times and now you are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, it's never too late to start getting more serious about what's going on in your destination and also for getting ready for your trip so you're prepared. And
0: when it comes to passports, here is the number one rule. It's always better to have one and
1: not need one than to need one and you can't get one. The wait times for both new and renewal passports has never been longer.
0: As I was looking into this, it looked like the current wait times were like 12 to 18 weeks, which is very different from, I remember in September of 2018 when we got ours renewed down in Miami specifically to go on a cruise with MSC Cruises, we got ours in one day and you can't do that
1: anymore. Well, guess what? The wait time now is up to 18 to 24 weeks. And 18 is if you are expediting your passport.
0: So our insider tip is if you even have a chance of traveling internationally, even if you don't know when, but you are going to get your passport renewed, pay the $60 for the expedited service. You'll be glad that you did because it could It could save you a month and a half.
1: It's super, super crazy. And they're not even doing the same day passport issuing like they did. It's only for emergency purposes or something that's like required travel. Going to Cabo on your vacation is not something that is like a required travel.
0: Us flying to Greece for this cruise is required travel because technically it is business. I know,
1: but it would not count. Just so you know, it would not count. So in getting ready for this trip, one of the things that I dread the most is packing. I am that person who will do their packing the day of, and I'm not kidding. I don't care if our flights- Well, I know
0: know you're not kidding. You do pack the day of. I
1: do. If our flight's at 6 a.m., I prefer to just pack that morning and get up extra early. At like 3 a.m., I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm packing. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I packed yesterday. What? Come
1: on. <laughs> but, you know, th- that strategy will not work, though, when doing a big trip like we're about to, and also one that is a work trip and requires a little more planning.
0: We are less than a week from leaving for our cruise with Atlas, and our packing list has gotten very interesting. So other than our trips to Disney, we've only traveled internationally two times. Since the shutdown, both of them to Cancun. And that meant we didn't really have to think about the packing. They were both short four-night trips. You're at a resort in one place, so it's really easy. And for Europe, that's completely different.
1: Yeah, and it also, in packing for this trip, made us want to come up with something for our future travel wish list. And that is, our goal is in the near future to take a trip to Europe with just carry-on bags. No checked luggage.
0: Rick Steve says he does it on all of his European trips. And he's gone for months at a time. And I would say if we didn't have to bring all of our camera gear, we could probably do it. But we'd have to be very creative.
1: Yeah, he must be a pro at finding all those places to do laundry.
0: So we're going to be gone for two weeks, which is also the perfect reason for us to get some new clothes, which we did. And this is something that's kind of new to me, and that is buying clothes on Amazon. I bought a few things in the past, but I normally would like to go to the store and see things in person.
1: Yeah, but this is just way too easy and much more effective use of our time.
0: Right, because then we can stay here and work, do some shopping, get it delivered, go back to work. I did buy some new shorts, a couple shirts, even a pair of shoes. And I've never bought shoes like that on Amazon. Like I don't know. It's like, oh my gosh, if they don't fit, what do you do? You send them back and get a different Right. Size. It's kinda
1: like um the old days of catalog buying. Okay, that is true. Yeah. But that's way before my time, so I don't know how you know <laughs> that. Well, because we are shooting video for Atlas. We could not pack super light because we do have a hard sided case for our tripods, our lights, our light stands. And yeah, when you're filming, it just takes a little more packing. We are each going to check a bag.
0: And when it comes to carry ons, there is no way we're checking our camera equipment. We do have a full frame Nikon D750 and a professional Sony video camera, which means we each have to use a camera bag as one of our carry ons. We're also going to bring. Two GoPros, uh, a very tiny Steadicam. The DJI Pocket 2 is perfect for doing those Steadicam ship tours.
1: Yeah, and something that we added to our gear just last year was the E-Bags Motherlode Junior Travel Backpack. And this is still their biggest bag that is considered a carry-on. And the few times we've used it, we really do like it. It has tons of pockets and it does expand. Although I still like my wheeled carry on. I know you do. It's Briggs and Riley. <laughs> I mean, our pro tip though, when it comes to luggage, is do not buy the cheap stuff. If you plan to travel more than just once, invest in your travel luggage. I have a Briggs and Riley bag that I have had for literally almost 30 years-ish. We're getting up there. I purchased it, I'm pretty sure, in either 93 or 94. Technically, you got a
0: new one about 10 years ago, but that was not the same bag because you kind of, sort of, accidentally ran over it with our SUV in our covered parking area garage. I still laugh about that.
1: I know, true, but it has a... Replacement warranty for any reason, and they still replaced it and actually upgraded because my bag was so old. They were like, We don't even make these anymore. But our tip is always buy luggage that has a lifetime warranty. They're harder to find, and some of those other warranties are only going to be good for like maybe one or two or three years. That's not enough if you plan to travel.
0: Absolutely. Do not buy your luggage at like TJ Maxx or Target or someplace like that. That is literally throwaway luggage. I remember early on, when we first started dating, you always told me that. And I have to say, this is, you know, going back 15 plus years, I got sticker shock. Paying between three and 400 for a suitcase to me seemed crazy. But I still have the two pieces of Victorinox luggage, and I still use them to this day. And they have had some warranty work done on them.
1: Good luggage makes a huge difference for sure. And... If you are traveling though with some expensive items, like we will be, part of your checklist should include verifying if the items are covered by your homeowner's policy, or if you need to purchase any additional insurance. Most travel insurance policies have a maximum limit for lost or stolen or damaged goods. And it's usually less than a thousand dollars. So you wanna make sure that you are covered. And that
0: is one reason that we do not check our cameras. Another good thing to do, like we do with our equipment, is to create a spreadsheet. Again, if, if you're just bringing your iPhone and a small digital camera, you don't really need to do this. But we create a spreadsheet of all our equipment and the serial number for the high-priced items. And if you have different bags like we do, we actually make a list of what goes in each of the bags.
1: Yeah, this organization technique is a great way to kind of keep everything like on a checklist, so you know exactly what you're bringing. And then when you repack, you can go and pull up the list of what should go in which box or which luggage piece that you have. And then you can make sure you don't leave anything behind. I learned this years ago when I was traveling for work, and I would travel with camera crews, and they all would have a very specific packing list for every single crate, box, luggage, whatever it was. And it does make a difference.
0: And when you're traveling out of the country, there are a lot of different additional steps you have to now take because of COVID.
1: Yes, and you do want to have a game plan for if things may not go as smooth as you hoped.
0: Just this past week, one of our fellow travel agents was getting ready to depart on a cruise with a group she organized out of Athens. At the port, they did COVID tests for all passengers, and sadly, hers was positive, and she ended up having to quarantine at a hotel in Athens and actually missing the cruise that she organized.
1: I know. The good news is that the protocols for checking people before they got on the ship and infected others, they did work. But the bad news was she couldn't go on the cruise and she did in fact get symptoms and because she was asymptomatic, but she did end up, you know, losing her smell and taste, and she was down for a good ten days. She did finally get her negative test and was cleared to fly after her full quarantine. And the medical people took good care of her over there.
0: The important point here is that she was fully vaccinated. So when she traveled to Greece, she did not have to get a COVID test. Lesson here, get these tests done before you leave the U.S. just in case you're positive. It'll save you a huge hassle.
1: And you do want to map out a plan in advance. Just in case something happens, COVID or otherwise. So, we do have some recommendations. The first thing is make sure that you notify the person you list as your emergency contact person and have a backup person. You wanna have a couple people know where you're going. And you usually have to add this information when you do your airline check in, or if you're going on a cruise, they'll ask you for an emergency person. But the key here though is let them know that they are the emergency person.
0: Yes, you do have to know that. And just so you know, you cannot use 911 as your emergency contact. You that, cannot, does not work. that does
1: not work. This next one is a step that I think a lot of people don't know about or don't do. But if you are going to be traveling internationally, we highly recommend you do this. Now, we don't usually do this when we go to Mexico. But for Europe, yes, definitely. And that is enrolling in what's called the STEP program, which stands for Smart Traveler Enrollment Program. It's a website. The website's just step.state.gov. We'll put a link in the show description. Basically, what it does is it alerts the embassy in the country that you're traveling to that you are going to be there. So let's say there's some political unrest. Well, the embassy is aware that you are in the country, or maybe there's a natural disaster. Same thing. They know that you're there. And if your friends and family need to get in touch with you, this is kind of like a central point where people know what's going on. The best thing is it is a free service. So sign up for it. It is totally worth doing before you get on your trip.
0: Another thing is enroll in any contact tracing programs that the country requires. So find this out. Get your paperwork completely online first or download the app. Do not wait until the day of or the day before or a couple days before you're traveling. Because if you do have questions, you definitely want to give yourself time.
1: Yeah, and we have to do this for Greece. And that is a
0: passenger locator form. They want to know when and where you're going from place to place. So are you staying in one hotel in Athens? Are you going to go to a couple of the Greek islands? Or like us, are you taking a cruise through the Greek islands before we end up in our final destination, which is Egypt?
1: This is very important to do too, because if somebody in your like tracing area comes back with a positive COVID test, they're going to start tracing you a little bit more. So another thing you should do in prep for your trip is to make sure you contact your credit card companies before you go and alert them that you will be traveling overseas. Always verify if they are going to charge any extra fees if you do an international purchase. That's important to know. And you also may want to go and get some euros or whatever the currency is from somewhere more local because the worst place that you can do a currency exchange is at the airport.
0: Or in our case, we're going to Greece. So instead of euros, we're going to get euros because <laughs> now I'm hungry. I know. Well played. When it comes to your cell phone, I think a lot of people, they don't think about this. They think I'm just going to go and show up. I'm sure my phone's going to work. I had reached out to T-Mobile and said, okay, what options do we have? And data internationally for T-Mobile customers on our plan is free. We can do texting or we can do any type of Wi-Fi scenario. However, calling is very different. I think it's 50 cents a minute if you don't buy the package, which we can get for $50 per phone line. And for us, it makes sense to have at least one of us that has phone access. I'm pretty much thinking we're both gonna get it just in case we get separated someplace and we need to call each other. But again, check with your carrier and make sure you know exactly what is included, and if you need to buy an upgraded package to travel overseas.
1: This next one is kind of a big one, and it's one that a lot of times you don't want to think about because you're so excited to go on that vacation, and that is have your contingency plans pre-thought out. Things like in the country you're going to, are they going to dictate where you have to quarantine should you show up at the port and have a positive COVID test, or are you going to have to find your own place? And if that's the case, how do you do that? You need to kind of know what you're getting into.
0: That's a great point. And for us, we know that if we test positive while we're in Greece, that the Greek government will put us up in a hotel depending on where we are, if it's Athens or Mykonos or Santorini, and the government takes care of that cost. For Egypt, I got to admit, I have no idea what Egypt's going to do. Probably make us work on one of the pyramids, shining the you know the nice stones. I
1: don't know. <laughs> Probably. But it is important to know that even though like for Greece, for example, that they will take care of that cost, you still pay for it up front until all that paperwork is all done. So don't think you're not going to come out of pocket for any of this.
0: Here's something else that we've never had to really do in the past, in that do you need a visa for any of the countries that you're visiting. In our case, we didn't need one for Athens, but we did for Egypt. And it can take several days to hear back. It's not instant. So again, plan ahead. Both of our agents were going with us. They had already done it. And the cruise line had said, well, you can use our service. And it was like $150 a person. I think that included the $25 fee. But we did it online, direct with the Egyptian Visa, MasterCard, American Express Company, whatever they call it. And it was 25 bucks, and we got it back in a few days.
1: Yeah. And trying to do this on the ship with the risk of not getting approved in time would have been a very bad thing. And since this is a new cruise line, and again, the cruise lines are just getting back to travel as well. So they may not be as all polished on their systems either. Like they didn't really give us a list of, oh, do all these steps and then prove it. So those are some things that it never hurts to just figure it out on your own before you go.
0: Another pro tip is make sure you have an international electrical adapter or a power adapter. Most of the cruise lines are going to have both. They're going to have international and U.S. outlets. However, the hotels in Athens and probably the ones in Cairo will not. So we just bought one that is international. It's the two-prong outlet that has two three-prong outlets and two USB ports so we can charge everything If we need to.
1: Yeah. So we actually upgraded our little adapter because in the past, we've had one that this was before USBs were so important. Oh my God. Don't tell people that. (laughs) And even though we do have our USB charger station, we decided we need to upgrade that adapter. And they're really, they're very inexpensive. You can find several for under 20 bucks. Yeah. This one was like 10 bucks, I think.
0: Yeah. It It wasn't bad. It was dual USA and two USBs. So even though we've used these on previous trips, I had no idea where... This one is stored. So we just bought another one.
1: So also when we travel, we like to have a plan on where we are keeping our passports and valuables when we travel. I know this sounds like a little small thing, but you get out of habits when you travel because it's all different. So mentally just saying, okay, I'm going to keep the passport in this pocket on this bag when we are flying then that way you're kind of creating a system to know exactly where things are at. This is how things get lost.
0: We also have a passport
1: wallet where we keep both of ours so we know where they are. Yeah, and so just having those and saying, okay, when we're going through the airport, I'm going to keep these in this pocket. A lot of luggage these days have special pockets for it. Even things like you're going to Mexico and they are going to give you one of those visitor forms that you have to show when you get back on your plane. Super important that you have a system for any important paperwork that may be required to show later that you keep it all in like a passport cover or a folder or something because replacing some of those things can get quite expensive.
0: Planning a trip that you've never done before, especially overseas, it can get kind of stressful. So hopefully the information we're sharing you will take that stress away because we've been there and we've done it.
1: Having a good plan and planning ahead will save you so much stress for sure. And you are going to be really glad that you actually did take that time to go through some of these extra steps in advance.
0: Make sure you join us again on next week's show, Disney Travel Secrets and Travel Talk Weekly, both of them are going to be about the new cruising regulations.
1: Yeah, so Disney has finally updated us on what they will be doing on board and some of their restrictions. And let me just tell you, there is a lot to know. So if you're interested in Disney Cruise, tune in to Disney Travel Secrets on Monday.
0: And for the other cruise lines, the protocols do vary by cruise line. so we thought it would be a nice combo, kind of a dual cruise episode for Monday and Tuesday. And I have to admit the number of changes and how cruising is going to be different. Because this upcoming cruise, which we're about to be on, if you're listening to this on the day that the show airs, is the first one we've done in over a year and a half. I think going back to November. And this goes back to our Thanksgiving cruise in 2019. A lot has changed. And we're going to be on the front lines to show you all the differences.
1: And if we fail our COVID test to get on the airplane, we will be right back here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One thing to keep in mind is life is too short. To not take amazing vacation.
1: So let's help you get back to the vacation.